Today on the newscast, we are on the Israel-Lebanon border along Israel's Mediterranean coastline. This is Rosh Hanikra, and we are here with our good friend, the one and only Israel Defense Forces Reserve Major Elliot Chodoff, top military, political, and strategic analyst to break down the coming Great Northern War between Israel and Hezbollah and what Russia thinks about Israel becoming a natural gas superpower. That's next. Elliot, we're on the shoreline of Rosh Hanikra. We've got the IDF, the Israeli Navy, patrolling behind us. And that makes me think, of course, of the Hezbollah threat, which we're discussing. Yes. That coming great northern war, which will pit Israel against the likes of Hezbollah, the Iranian regime, their various proxies. Yes. That war seems like it is perhaps getting closer. Uh, what does it look like, in your view? And what are Hezbollah's capabilities? Why should Israel be so concerned? Okay. I'm glad you phrased it that way because there are actually two as aspects to your question. One is the capabilities and what, what can Israel's response or act actions be under the circumstances. So let's start with the first. Hezbollah's capabilities are significantly greater than they were in the last war that we fought against them in 2006. Their rocket capability is at least 10 times in numbers what it was talking about an excess of 200,000 rockets, longer ranges, greater accuracy, greater firepower, and others. We're, we're in a different place than we were then. Now, on top of that, they have a drone capability that we're actually seeing the Iranians testing via the Russians in Ukraine, literally, as we're speaking now. And we've seen the devastation they're causing in Kiev and other towns and, and cities in, in Ukraine. The result of all of that is that the Israeli home front is going to be attacked. I don't want to use the word hit, and I'll explain why in a moment, but attacked at a level that it has never been attacked before. In addition to that, they have ground capabilities. They've gained great experience in the war in Syria. They've been trained very, very heavily and well by Iran, by the Quds Force in Iran, as well as here across the border in Lebanon. They have assault companies whose mission it is to cross the border into Israel and capture Israeli territory, communities, wreak havoc. So we're looking at both a ground and air war, air in the sense of attacks yeah. on Israeli populations, on a scale that we've never seen before. That's before we add the Iranian factor in which Iranian ground forces will, how far will they get across Syria? These are open questions. Iranian air capability, ballistic missile capability, etc. The Israeli response, and this is not giving away any military secrets, is going to be massive. It's going to be immediate. In other words, we're past the semi-war stages of the 90s in Lebanon, 2006, Gaza repeatedly since the withdrawal in, in 2005, which were all operations, if you will. Now, for those who are in it, it doesn't matter what scale it's in. But from a country's point of view, these were rather limited in scope with all of the, the, the tragedies involved. Here we know we're facing an existential threat, and it needs to be dealt with with the full force of the IDF, ground, naval, and air. We're going to be seeing an Israeli move into Lebanon because this can't be dealt with. Much as I love the Air Force, 
This is going to be a ground war. It's going to be massive use of ground force. And on the flip side, all of the technology at our disposal, some of which is public, some of which is not, to mitigate the air strike capability, missile, drone, etc., that we're going to be facing, along with the Civil Defense, Home Front Command, which is ratcheting up its capabilities all the time, essentially to keep the civilian casualty rate, rate as low as we possibly can. But ultimately what will do that is a victory as fast as we can possibly get it. Would this be a decisive victory? I mean, Israel maybe even crushes Hezbollah once and for all. I will go with the crushes Hezbollah, and that's our stated goal. Once and for all is a very, very hard thing to guarantee. Um, and without overdrawing any parallels, seeing the rise of Nazi-like movements today yeah. shows that you can defeat Nazi Germany and not necessarily eradicate Nazism. Yeah, the ideology. So I would say for the foreseeable future, I would say crushing it as an organization are certainly in the cards, uh, but I wouldn't want to predict long term. long term beyond that. Hey, we are incredible analysis always, my friend. Thank we are you. losing light here, yes. but I wanted to squeeze in one more question before it gets completely dark. Go for it. Israel, as you've laid out, becoming a natural gas superpower, now supplying Europe with natural gas, yes. making up some of that shortage that came with the falling out between Russia and Europe. Yes. How does Russia feel? Russia's basically had an energy monopoly. How does Russia feel as it looks out at, at small, tiny Israel, the size of the state of New Jersey, suddenly stepping into the breach and becoming a natural gas superpower and kind of stepping on Russia's turf a little bit? Putin's Russia has been getting more and more annoyed with Israel over time, yeah. um, over the past few years, for a variety of reasons. And once again, this isn't the reason, this is an additional reason on top of everything else. There's no question, first of all, that Israel is part of the American Western alliance, arrangement, call it what you will. And that is not pro-Russian. Israel's had dealings with Russia. There is a large Jewish community in Russia that we have to be concerned with. Under Putin, our relations had improved to formal, if you will, but never a true friendship. And the more things that have been going on, for example, are embarrassing the Russian air defense systems that are being used by Syria and Iran, by our strikes in, in Syria, all sorts of things like that. Backing Ukraine, now Ukraine is not happy with how much we're backing them, but we're certainly behind Ukraine, not behind Russia. So this gas, the gas issue is another factor on top of all of the others. And I would say that the, the danger to the Russian monopoly is less economic and more political. In other words, Russia sees the ga its gas, its energy policy in general, as another tool of international politics. If we can take the sting, if you will, out of their threats, then that weakens them. Yeah. So they're certainly not happy. Yeah, and they last thought they Putin's regime is aligned with is some of Israel's greatest enemies. Assad, yes. Iran, Hezbollah on the battlefields right. of Syria. Yes. Pretty telling. Um, I would say all of Israel's greatest enemies. Yeah.
Yes. Pretty telling. Interesting times, never a dull moment, Elliot, as yeah. you know so well, here yes. in the world's most strategic, most chaotic, most pivotal region, the Middle East. And it's great to be here with you in the land of Israel. Wow, what a beautiful scene here yep. in Rosh Hanikra. Elliot, thanks so much, my friend. God Always bless. Elliot Chodoff. Chodoff. Lectures. On where we Facebook. can find you on yeah. Facebook. Elliot Chodoff Lectures. Check Elliot out on Facebook, folks. You, you won't get better analysis. And thankfully, he comes to the United States fairly regularly to speak. Churches anywhere around the country you can find Elliot. Just invite me. Just invite him. Well, we love inviting you here in the Watchman, my friend. Thanks a lot, Elliot, as always.